the Live Your Best Life Movement podcast, an opportunity to rediscover who you really are, what you truly want, and how to create it in your life right now. I am your host, Braun Johnson. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the third episode of the podcast. This is entitled My Story, How I Got from Depression to Joy and Inner Peace. I hope you enjoy. Part 1. The Bald Soprano. 2006 to 2009. Please. God. Universe. Jesus. Whoever's up there, please give me an answer. Please tell me what to do. I slowly mouthed these words to a stranger in the mirror that was staring back at me, strangled for answers. It was September 2009. I sat in my basement suite with two exhausted hands holding up my forehead in a panicked distress. I was just about to enter my second semester at one of the top professional acting conservatories in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Until then, it had been my biggest dream all throughout high school to study with this particular acting academy. It was common knowledge they turned out more successful working actors than any other school in the country. Like nearly every young artist in the industry, I had a burning desire ever since I was a kid to become an A-list actor in LA working with the biggest names in film and TV. At that point, I was right on the success path my five-year-old self would have killed for. My fire was burning bright, and for a long time it didn't look like anything could stop me. But that night, as I sat staring at myself in the mirror, something was seriously wrong. A titanic shift had been occurring within me for weeks, and I couldn't make any real sense of it. And so I just sat there, staring at myself, begging for something, for an answer. Rewind to three years prior in 2006, where I found myself studying personal and spiritual development material in my spare time. This was a passion that unexpectedly came upon me while directing a play in my senior year of high school entitled The Bald Soprano. This play was an avant-garde piece derived from the philosophy of existentialism, which is essentially the idea that mankind's existence is devoid of any real meaning or God, except for that which he thinks for himself. These theories, although often very bleak, were what caused the beliefs my family gave to me about religion, science, and spirituality to be directly challenged for the very first time in my life. I remember when the realization first hit me. It was as if my mind had been suddenly let out of a cage it didn't even know it was in, set free to fly wherever it wanted. I don't have to subscribe to any religion or faith that doesn't resonate with me. Meaning, I can think whatever I want to think, and believe whatever I want to believe? My brain would teem for hours at night, trying to comprehend the validity and falsity behind everything my mind had ever been introduced to throughout my life. But what is the true truth? I would ask the universe at night. The months I spent interacting with this play changed the way I looked at life forever. It was my first real spiritual awakening from what most of our society expects us to think about the world, ourselves, and the true nature of our existence. After that play ended, my hunger for knowledge didn't stop. 
it only became more aggressive. I was obsessed with wanting to know the real answers to the questions mankind has been asking for thousands of years. Who are we really as a human species? What is our actual purpose in life? And what are the scientific and spiritual laws of creation that actually govern our existence in the universe? For my 17th birthday, I asked my parents for roughly 10 different philosophy books from authors like Jean-Paul Sartre, Descartes, Nietzsche, Kierkegaard, and more. (laughs) I was a total nerd for this stuff. I soon found these teachings, however, to be dated and boring to read, so I sought after more modern approaches on the topic. It was normal for people my age to be getting high off of drugs and alcohol. I was getting my fix from teachers like Brian Tracy, Jim Rohn, Napoleon Hill, and Dr. Dennis Waitley, just a few of the top leaders of the personal development movement in the 20th century. The knowledge and wisdom I was injecting into myself from these great teachers got me high in other ways, and I couldn't get enough. The depth of self-empowerment and fulfillment I experienced just expanded and expanded over the next year and a half as I continued to read from these great authors. Not only was I beginning to learn the truth of mankind's purpose here on Earth, I was also discovering that there was, indeed, a consistent scientific process for creating success in one's life that was universally applicable. This led me to develop a strong desire to want to help others by sharing all the beauty I'd learned with anyone who'd listened. With young and innocent enthusiasm, I would bark sentences at my friends and family like, You can be happy and successful in life if you just understand how your mind in the universe works. Oh, I was high all right. (laughs) On hindsight, I know I came off a bit nuts. The truth is that I didn't know how to fully communicate the totality of what had helped me so profoundly in a way that other people could really relate to as well. Even though I began to use what I had learned to fulfill many of my goals over the years, including my biggest dream at the time, which was to get into one of the top acting schools in the country, I found myself starting to fantasize about what it would actually be like to give back and teach this material to others on a professional level. This started to produce a lot of conflict and confusion within me about what I was truly feeling called to do in life. To everyone around me, I was always known as the guy who loved nothing more than acting in film. I was learning so much at my new school from some of the best acting coaches in the country, yet I couldn't help but recognize that there was a visceral shift occurring within me. What the hell's going on with me? I asked in a puzzled stream of thinking to the universe. I'm literally living my dream right now. Why am I not happy? What the hell am I missing? It was then in June 2009 that I stumbled upon a meditation program on the internet called Holosync. This leading-edge technology was said to contain binaural beats, which are essentially natural frequencies built into the audio track that were designed to stimulate the left and right hemispheres of your brain in a way that would scientifically synchronize them together to work at a more optimal level. Put simply, it said that it would make your brain work better. With consistent use, it would result in measurable levels of reduced suffering and an increase of clarity, peace, and joy. Meditate like a Zen monk at the push of a button, the headline of their website so boldly claimed. As skeptical as I was of something that sounded way too good to be true, I was extremely intrigued, and so I did a lot of research over the next couple weeks. The science behind the product made sense to me, and the testimonials from hundreds of people all over the world made me convinced to give it a try. So I ordered the introductory version of Holosync and started using it immediately. 
I remember the first time coming out of an hour-long meditation with Holosync, feeling a sense of clarity and purity I had never experienced before in my entire life. It felt as though my brain was being cleansed of everything it didn't need anymore. As I knew from my research, however, this could come possibly with a price. I learned that like when your muscles get really sore from an intense workout at the gym, your brain undergoes a similar breakdown buildup process when meditating with Holosync. It's said that because everyone's brain is wired differently, everyone will naturally react to the breakdown process differently. I was pretty confident thinking it wasn't going to affect me much because I'd already been doing so much personal development for the past three years. How bad could it be? I thought. I was wrong. What followed was what seemed like random intense surges of fear, anger, sadness, and sometimes rage, or strong emotional upheaval, as the program referred to it. These would last anywhere between five minutes and sometimes days on end. When the surges subsided, however, I was met with an overwhelming feeling of serenity, peace, and bliss I didn't even know existed. After every downward spiral, I was having many awakenings and realizations about life that were giving birth to an entirely new sense of self within me. To some degree, it felt as though I was being reborn. Suffice to say, it was an intense roller coaster of emotion. There came a tipping point after meditating with Holosync every day for four months where my urge to leave school totally dominated me. I would have visions every day during my moments in silence of me speaking on stage in front of thousands of people, talking about personal and spiritual development. I mean, even though on some level I felt better and more clear-minded than I ever had in my life, it was completely jarring to my 21-year-old self to lose touch with who I thought I was ever since I was a little boy. I felt fear and couldn't tell if what was happening to me was in reality good or bad. And so, on that night... In September 2009, as I sat alone in my room, a shadow draped heavily across my exhausted mind. I tried to avoid the possibility I couldn't help but loathe. But I'm so young. How could I possibly be a personal development teacher at this age? And what the hell would my parents and friends think if I left acting school to become a spiritual teacher? <laughs> Jesus, get real. <sighs> What if neither decision is right? What if all those things totally fucked up my brain and I'm going crazy? If I leave acting school and I'm not an actor anymore, then who the hell am I? I became intensely rigid with anxiety as my ego and soul battled for my sense of truth. Looking up in the mirror, I didn't recognize the young man staring back at me anymore. Tears rolling down his face. My soul felt 10,000 miles away from this raw, contorted expression, struggling to understand the meaning of the sound and fury banging loudly in his body. He looked just like a character in the play I directed back in high school. Like a blind man trying to see. Or a bald man trying to sing. Please. God. Universe. Jesus. Whoever's up there, please give me an answer. Please tell me what to do. Part 2. The Dark Night of the Soul, 2010-2016 I felt like Neo when he was first being told by Morpheus that he and all other humans were living inside a computer simulation, 
Only, I didn't really understand what that meant, nor did I have a Morpheus character to lead me out of the Matrix. Red pill or blue pill, Braun? I was terrified to take either, to be honest. I didn't know what was right or wrong anymore, real or not real. My whole concept of self and life seemed to die with my actor identity at the time. Felt as though my mind was being forced down an evolutionary journey at warp speed through the use of Holosync much faster than I was ready for. So with clenched hands and gritted teeth, I surrendered to the call of my soul and made the hardest decision I ever made in my life. I abandoned my dream, the path that for years I had worked so hard to achieve, because I didn't know what else to do. I moved back to my mom and dad's house in Vernon, British Columbia, Canada, to figure out what was wrong with me and what I had to do next to get back on track. I was very vulnerable, dizzy, and angry. I soon fell victim to seeing myself as a failed actor with no tangible direction in life. Without knowing how or why at the time, I sank into a depression that lasted for the better part of the following three years. I had no idea who I really was anymore. For many days, I didn't want to get out of bed and sometimes didn't. When I did go out in public, I put on a mask to hide my pain, which only made it worse. I wouldn't dare let anyone know that the new aspiring life coach was, in reality, going through a dark path of disillusionment himself. I was more concerned with appearing enlightened rather than actually being enlightened, because in truth, that's the only way I knew how to deal with my suffering at the time. Most of my days over the next three years were spent alone either meditating or reading books from teachers like Eckhart Tolle, Dr. Wayne Dyer, Louise Hay, Esther Hicks, Neil Donald Walsh, Don Miguel Ruiz, and any other Morpheus-like characters I felt could help me find the happiness and joy I had once known so well. I traveled to different spots throughout the world to attend workshops and lectures from some of these people to deepen my understanding of how the universe works on both a spiritual and scientific level. I studied and trained alongside mentors in the field to learn how to create deep, meaningful relationships with people, and eventually how to offer real value as a life coach. Even though I was starting to make progress on my new path, my heart was still riddled with self-hatred for abandoning my inner child's passion for acting. For years, that battle in my head continued, doubting the real validity of my desire to become a personal and spiritual development teacher. The same weekly roller coaster of emotion became my dreaded normal. Even when I did make meager attempts to get back into acting or distracted myself with unfulfilling career goals and shallow romantic relationships, I still couldn't get away from the deep knowing I uncovered when I started using Holosync four years prior. My soul would always continue to whisper to me, Your purpose is to help people remember who they truly are and how to create what they actually want in their lives. Because I continued to wrestle with this truth for a lot longer than necessary, the healing of my inner demons in alignment with my highest self did not come overnight. I didn't have some quantum shift or some kind of magical spiritual realization that evolved my depression forever. Turns out those instances are far and few between from what I hoped. With a high willingness to learn and grow, I took all the tools I had learned over the years, I distilled them down to the ones that actually work, and applied them diligently, one conscious shift at a time. I know that sounds less glamorous than what you might have imagined the healing journey to be, but for me it was the truth. I eventually came to learn that the core reason I had become so depressed is because I, like so many people, 
got lost in the trap of trying to find my sense of purpose and love in the world through motivations produced by my ego, rather than fully understanding, believing, and trusting in who I had really become on a soul level and what I was really being inspired towards in my life. Everyone has a different story, along with different reasons for their pain and suffering. I don't pretend to understand your current situation, but I do know for a fact that positive change is a real possibility for everyone, no matter what. It is said that the dark night of the soul is a process one may go through in their life, that is often triggered by the loss or failure of a career path, relationship, or some outer goal in which they feel strongly identified with. When the person loses their concept of self, like I did with acting, they are met with the stark realization that they really aren't who they thought they were to begin with. You see that your entire life was spent trying to be happy and fulfilled by chasing something outside of yourself without first being unconditionally happy and fulfilled with the person you really are first, which almost always results in a life of emptiness and quiet desperation. With the lack of high-quality spiritual and psychological support in our world, due to the large amount of shame and guilt we have associated with talking about our mental health, it is easy for people to remain confused, alone, and often depressed, not being able to comprehend how to unplug from the quote-unquote matrix and move forward successfully on their path. Part 3. Being the Light, 2017-2020 to Like most days over the past two years, yesterday I woke up and went to bed at night feeling an abundance of love, joy, and personal empowerment running throughout my mind and body. As you know, I did not get here by mistake. I got here by understanding the initial three questions that inspired this path when I directed The Bald Soprano in high school. Who am I really on a soul level, and how does that relate to who I am now in this physical body? What is my life purpose? What are the scientific and spiritual laws that govern the creation process of our experience as human beings? Obviously, I don't say all this to brag. On the contrary, I say it because I want you to know, without a doubt, that it's possible for anyone who's willing to learn the answers to these important questions for themselves that they too can have what I have found within myself. It doesn't matter who you are, where you are, what you've done or haven't done. It is a fact that you can 100% create the life that is deeply meaningful to you from where you currently are now. Despite what we've been taught to believe about what it actually takes to be consistently happy on a daily basis, it's much less about what you're doing and what you have in life and much more about what you're thinking and feeling about what you're doing and what you have. It's the reason why there are those people with massive material wealth, yet commit suicide because they're devoid of a sense of true purpose and meaning in their lives. It's also the reason why there are those people who have virtually no material wealth, yet radiate positivity from a deep place within because they understand the answers to those important questions. By looking at the millions of people who currently claim to experience some form of depression, it's safe to say that the majority of our population are severely uneducated on how to naturally and holistically heal themselves. At the very least, my friend, my story is meant to inspire and encourage you to not give up on your path towards healing. There were so many days I wanted to end my life. 
but the teachers I looked up to played a significant role in my choosing to keep going, which is a huge reason why I sit here and talk to you from this microphone today. At the very most, I want to provide you with the proper education, community, and source of empowerment through the Live Your Best Life movement that directly helps you become free from your mental and emotional suffering and step into the life that you were meant to live, my friend. Like my teachers did for me, I will not be your source of light, but I will teach you how to be your own. When people ask me today how I healed my depression, I talk about the fundamental concepts and practices that are really the essence of all emotional healing. When accepted and acted on fully, they provide a very real possibility for anyone to have a complete positive transformation. So go easy, my friend. It is a process, the healing journey, and I will be and I can be here with you every step of the way. Stay tuned to the next episode where I share some of the best practices and knowledge that I have had access to over my years that have also helped me and millions of other people get back into alignment with their highest selves and start living their best life.